All right. So well, I think my favorite like just insult they can fit for anybody is probably just Nazi. There is no person that you can't be like the Nazis did that. Like like somebody who's like, oh, you know, uh, I have you look over somebody like, hey, I see you have a nice affordable car, good gas mileage. You know who else wanted that? Hitler. Uh, like, that's where the Volkswagen. I, I, like anything you say is like, oh, damn. I was gonna say some of their cars actually get you a gas mileage, but that was a lie too. Oh, their cars? Yeah. I'm like back in the 1930s, like Hitler was the one who wanted to make the Volkswagen, and he like laid out for Porsche. Who you know? Oh yeah. I no, son. no. I, I was I was gonna say you know they can they can design like Nazis can design something with a good gas mileage, but they even cheated with the that they had that Volkswagen scandal a couple years ago. Oh, so you're right. Emissions. You're you're still right. Yeah, because they were they were saying it got better fuel mileage and fuel economy and less emissions, and that was all bullshit. Because they're like, yeah, fuck those stupid Americans. Yeah. Well, I, I just meant like anytime you're you're like, oh, it's, you're it's going the, to art school. Yeah. You know who else? You know what that leads to? And you know who else went to art school, right? Like it's like whatever it is. It's like you know who else socialized children's like or not socialized, but uh, you know who else wanted children's uh, um, like children's uh, early childhood care? The Nazis. I bet you're gonna send your kid to kindergarten too, aren't you? It's just <laughs> like it's the checkmate in any like any conversation or to like to like shut down something. Exactly. I feel like there's nothing you can't like. You can. There's not a single person that can be like completely 100. percent You can't like insult with that. Mm, what about know. Jewish people? Um, did they, they get? A, they, did they get a get out of Nazi free card? No, no. I think they've been called. I've heard of people being called Nazis. I think uh, God. Ben Ben Shapiro. Um, like, I mean, like you can disagree with his like his takes, but I'm just saying that this is a guy who's like vehemently jewish if, can you say vehemently jewish anyways i did i, I just said it anyway, it's extremely jewish where's the where's the where's the tiny hat and everything and oh and, he's uh, he's, called, na- he's a nazi because he's conservative that's right yeah yeah that's it so but but like again he there's probably things that he has said that are like you know the nazis did that too it's like you want to fly in a plane you know who else built a lot of the plane engines <laughs> I nazi i see what you're like, saying now it's a very like, easy to stamp label <laughs> or you can just throw it to anybody yeah I mean, I went to kindergarten. You know who else went to kindergarten? Nazis. You didn't. Nazis. I didn't. You didn't. Yeah, I you could. Did not. I could bypass that one. All right. Hey, I'm lucky I didn't become a serial killer. I I think there's still hope. I'm just one bad day away. I mean, really. I mean, I mean anyone, any of us, you know. Not yeah. a serial killer, just a killer. Just be like, yeah. you know, you know what, Dan, and then just stab him in the eyeball with a with a wrench, something that really hey. won't go through the eyeball really easily. I also don't work uh, with anybody named Dan, by the way. Good. There's a new guy in our mountain bike group named Dan, but he's fucking awesome. I would never do anything mean to Dan. Well, I mean, but he's probably just like the Nazis. <laughs> like a ga- <laughs> He's, he's hey, right, very right. white. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Beer and Bible. Uh, glad you got to hear us catch up on crazy ideas, our thoughts. Uh, I'm Neil, and I'm Encyclopedia. I'm Encyclopedia Biblitanica. The guy and, that does everything. Yes, and this is. Wait, we, there's got to be something that we can relate to, like your title within this, bag- like talking. No, 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 like the the architect of this yeah. show. I should uh, executive producer. <laughs> yes, executive COO, CEO yes. slash COO slash. I don't know any corporate titles, like what they actually mean. I just know there's abbreviations, but that's you of all of it. Yeah. Yeah, CEO, COO, I'm 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 the guy. Head editor, visual arts. Head yeah. Or visuals. Yep. 
visual. I think I've taken that from you. But anyways. <laughs> and I'm Chris, the uh, super high function alcoholic slash Bible reader slash evil guy uh, slash farmer. Farmer, evil farmer. <laughs> uh, children of the, I'm like now I'm, I don't know why my brain immediately went children of the corn in my head. Dude, one of my bikes that I'm riding now, one of my favorite bikes, actually, I've done some horse trading or, like, bike trading, is by Evil Bike Company, and I'm, like, really falling in love with their bikes, but it's funny, because now I'm riding Evil Bikes. That's awesome. Uh, hey, um, what else? Uh, sorry. I can't make a good transition from Evil Bikes to this question, but... That's another awesome company, Transition Bikes. Wow. I'm transitioning to a new... Never mind. That did. Right. <laughs> I'm drinking. Yeah, what are you drinking tonight? Mm. I'm a creature of habit. I'm on the white voodoo's. The um, Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPAs by New Belgium. Check it out. Uh, we need them in more stores. They got that new shit, the Juice Force. It's pretty good. It's like 9.5%. It's a hazy imperial, but it's too fucking juicy. It almost tastes like, like a, I don't know. It's just fucking... It's like, okay. If okay. I can't find anything better, I'll I'll fuck with it, but it's it's not that. The white shit's the best. The white the white voodoo's. White cans. Okay. Okay. So all right. I get that. I, I when you say juicy, We're looking for sponsorships. Like... <laughs> Somebody who brews, give us a call. <laughs> all right. We are going to be jumping into the Bible. Yeah. As you probably saw. Yeah. Uh, you know who else were Christians? The Nazis. The, son of a bitch. I knew <laughs> I should have joined the Satanic Temple. Uh, or the Luciferians. Yeah, just, yeah. Are they the same? I think. I, I want to say they're different. Well, I know there's two sects of like Satanism, or like not sects, but there's two like m- main groups. It's like people that actually believe it, like the opposite of what my parents were growing up you know because they're like i believe that the devil's around every corner so there's people that are like i am the devil and then there's the, like i think the luciferians are the ones who are like they're just doing it to be like funny and spiteful and have like an amazing fun community huh well i don't know about amazing so, like, i don't know any of them but they uh, this shit i've watched on youtube they look like pretty like i could be friends with them because they're just kind of being funny it, like ironic about it Oh, okay. So, like, a club that makes fun of religion? Yeah, they're more like atheists. They're just like, you know what? Instead, let's just say we're Satanists. That's 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 up there with the uh, people that... Uh, the the Pastafari- Pastafarians? Pastafarians? Have you, have you heard about that group? <laughs> no. All right, everybody. Uh, homework uh, from Beer and Bible. This wonderful class is to Google um, the Flying Spaghetti Monster and or Pastafarians. At least five people just turned it off after you said homework. They're like, I'm done with this. They're like twitching a little bit from like, because they've been doing like college work all night. (laughs) Tell me more about this flying spaghetti master, the rabbi. That's who who they believe. The rabbi. (laughs) That's who they believe. (laughs) The Pastafarians believe in the flying spaghetti monster. (laughs) And I, I don't know if it was a 4chan or a Reddit post, but the whole conversation was essentially how absurd it is to believe in any deity. So you can believe in the Judeo-Christian God, or you can believe in a flying spaghetti monster. I've heard that term before too, the flying spaghetti monster. That's not like foreign to me. Yeah, so so it's just this making fun of uh, theism altogether. Hmm. I, I I respect that. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it sounds fun. <laughs> Luciferian sounds like a little bit more streamlined and a little more intentional. <laughs> now that's something I can get behind. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about Jesus. Oh yeah, that guy. that guy. Yeah, because I went to a I went to a Christian liberal arts university, not a Luciferian liberal arts university. But the Luciferian one's probably more fun, the way you're describing it. Um, probably play the you know sexual thing a little more fast and loose, or the yeah. premarital sexual thing. Yeah, well, uh, as <laughs> and sacrifice thing, they probably have some fun with that too. Yeah, as uh, as I used to say in Bible college, actually, <laughs> I used to joke around and tell people it's not technically premarital sex unless you plan on getting married. <laughs> I really like that. I love yeah. that logic. Yeah, uh, I was fun at parties. Actually, you know, I was fun at parties. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, one time we'll have to go through the history of Chris and Neil sometime. We'll do a, a tangent night. <laughs> oh, it could like, be bad. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, you know, it's a funny thing. Actually, this would... Na- never mind. We'll save, it, save this for another time. All right. We'll save that. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it's we should. Yeah, we should now, do... We're, we're due for another tangent night. Yeah, it's going to go crazy. All right. Especially so, with all the shit that's been going on lately. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Jesus. Right, so we, Jesus. We are, yes. Try so we Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try me. Uh, don't try these hands. Is that what it was? Because I got hands. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So uh, we are jumping into Matthew chapter. We're going to do uh, Matthew eleven eleven. So if you're superstitious, like this might be the podcast for you. Eleven. There's 11. nothing special about eleven eleven in this case. It's actually my uh, son's birthday and a song. Oh. All right. Never mind. There's something very special about eleven. But only to me, and it's kind of like yeah. a blessing and curse type deal. Yeah. Uh, it's my son. <laughs> The sun, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. He seems he seems pretty cool to me. I don't know. I'm not his dad. I don't have to deal with his craziness. It's more functional than he should be. We'll just leave it at that. Got it. Being my kid. <laughs> um. All right. So we are looking at Matthew chapter 11, verse 11. There's uh, when people start getting into like the whole like in this verse, in this verse. It's usually people that really love the book of Revelation are like this verse means this because of this number. Let's keep in mind that when they were first writing these down, there were no numbers to this. There were like no, like it, like Matthew wasn't like, I'm going to add verse numbers right now, right here. Like this is going to be verse 11. This is going to be verse 12. It was just, he wrote a book just straight through, no stop. Uh, in fact, earlier on, there wasn't even punctuation or spacing. That's how straight through he wrote this thing. Oh, that could get confusing. Yeah, you've got to really know Greek. You got to like spend time in the dungeon with Joey to learn all that. <laughs> New listeners like Joey, episodes nine and ten, please <laughs> refer back to those. Uh, but so th- so that there's nothing special. But we are going to do Matthew chapter eleven through nineteen. If you remember from last time, or if you were listening to this straight through, that's the best way to do it. This is actually one where we had to take one section that I originally taught on and split it into two sections. So this is right in the middle of a conversation about John the Baptist. Um, yeah, this is sort of like saying, you know, if you were if you're listening to somebody talking about the Caucasian American ex- experience, and somebody were to say that, you were to flip on the TV right when he starts talking about Asian American experience, you might be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> This and then it's like you totally like... miss, but you totally miss the cock. Yes, or cock, 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 cock Asian. Yeah. The I, I quark, 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 quark. 
Uh, the, so you need you need the fullness of that. So we are actually in this middle of the section where they come to him and they they come to Jesus. This is our sorry, they. Uh, this is the 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 pronoun they here is is for the uh, the followers of John the Baptist. They're they they love John the Baptist. John is in jail. Jesus is staying up north, away from where Herod is, because he's like cousins in jail. Why would I want to go? Because he's anywhere smart. Yeah, so Jesus is like staying up in the northern towns, avoiding the southern area where John is arrested and where he Jesus could potentially get arrested. And John's disciples are like, "Hey, we're gonna go visit Jesus because you know our master, like our, our mentor, is in jail right now." And they come, and John sent them over to ask, like, "Hey, Jesus, are you the real deal or not? Are you the one that's supposed to come?" And Jesus starts uh, answers them is like, "See what I've done." And and so the the point is. If John hears about, if instead of saying, tell John, I said these things, instead it's like, tell John what you've seen, that I am the real deal. Like, look at my history. Like, look what I'm doing. I meet everything that John is expecting. They walk away, and then Jesus turns around, and he starts talking to the rest of the disciples to tell them about John. Like, here's what John is. Did you go out to see some guy that is easily swayed? Or And we talked about, I would say, I don't want to say easily swayed. I, what I'd rather have you do, if you are a listener, Go back one lesson, and we give seven different possibilities of what Jesus means when he says, did you go out to see a reed that is easily swayed? Um, and I'm <laughs> paraphrasing that in the Neil Strickland standard version of the Bible. I like uh, it. The, the point, Yeah, the, the point is, go check that out so you can see, read the seven different things so you understand where we're coming in, in from. And then the last thing we left off was with was uh, this this quote from the Old Testament, or as the Jews call it, the Bible. And <laughs> <laughs> And so we're moving into this. So, Chris, do you mind reading verse 11? Hopefully they get everyone else up to speed. I do. I do. Or actually, I don't. I do not mind reading it, and I will do that. I already have it marked. Um, I tell you the truth. Among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Thank you. That was, that um, so- was 11, 11. Yeah, just 11, 11. So you have this, truly I say to you, amen I say to you. This sounds very early on. This is the Matthean Jesus <laughs> responding like, hey, and it's almost like Matthew's way of saying, important message here. Like a little, you can't underline or highlight in these texts that you're writing. Again, no spaces, just all capital letters, no punctuation uh, straight through. And, then, and so it was, uh, amen I say to you, or truly I say to you, hey, welcome, wake up. And then it says, what is this, those born of women? Uh, this is this phrase isn't very common in in Jewish writings, except that's not common pl- nowadays either. No, no, we we could bring it back. <laughs> uh, you could eleven eleven. This is my child, born of women. Uh, birthing person. Birthing person. Oh, sorry, <laughs> birthing person. Uh, born of my partner Stacy. Uh, whoa, then- whoa, whoa, you're using partner real liberally there. I don't. I mean, she lives with me. <laughs> it's more of a roommate situation. <laughs> Uh, don't tell her that. Yeah, no, no, no. Good thing she doesn't listen nah, to No, you can't. Let's, think... let's just roll the dice on it. <laughs> See how this rolls out? The, yeah. the problem is then I I feel like I'm going to be pulled in from being like the guy that that married the two of you. Like, perform the marriage. I didn't marry Chris and then I meet, then I marry Stacy. Oh, he's got, always like, got to clarify. I got like a, a triangle situation going on. I've got, <laughs> I've got a domestic partnership with you and I've got a, I've got a, a marriage with Stacy. See that works because I need a sitter for these kids on random nights. So, oh, there you—they're kind of your problem too now. Ah, dang it! <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. All right. Moving on. Uh, so, anyways, uh, when it talks about like how much greater is usually uh, 
highlighting the human limitations of this. So let's look at a couple different interpretations here of what it means to be um, greater or, or, or the least or greater and things like that. So Chrysostom, who's an early Christian writer. So this is like early old school, first couple hundred years of Christianity. There are people that are like are now writing about Christianity. And he is saying that uh, Jesus, because of his humility, is actually making uh, making himself greater than John. That is the uh, younger, younger. Uh, he's younger. He's the cousin of John. And he some people even would see him as a former disciple because it was John who came on the scene first. Jesus who comes second. And remember, Jesus is baptized by John. So from an outsider's perspective looking in, it looks like John is actually the greater or the more above Jesus, hmm. if that makes sense. Um, it could be that this could be a reference to the people in, uh, in the kingdom, is that John is the greatest of men right now. But once this kingdom comes, so that is this idea that the kingdom of heaven has not yet come. Kingdom of heaven, again, in the Jewish mindset, is going to be the idea that it's God's will enacted perfectly in earth. So when David comes in, if, if not... Uh, if you look in the history of Israel, when there's a king of Israel that is doing everything, is a good king, is doing everything right and, and the way that Jewish people interpreted the correct way a king should act, then that would be the kingdom of heaven. And that's not just the king, that's also all of the people obeying these ideas and concepts and the will, quote unquote, the will. And I don't think like God with, with puppet strings will. Uh, imagine God saying, be nice to one another. And everyone's being nice to one another. And he's like, hey, uh, take portion of you know, take a portion of your fields and give it to the poor, and everybody is taking a portion of their field and giving to the poor, and like so. That's the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. So it is that once this kingdom of heaven comes, starts happening, um, that those anyone who is actually getting to see this is better than John because John the Baptist is is going to pass away. He's not going to actually see this kingdom. So anybody that's participating in it actually gets to see the greatness of this kingdom that has not yet come. Uh, it might be like like Moses, he would lead the Israel to the promised land, but not enter. So John would also not get to see Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So John is actually going to miss seeing the the end or the, the way it all turns out. Mm. Um, there's also this idea that the, the idea of saying somebody will be greater in the in the time. How could somebody become greater? Uh, this is actually from a probably a, a fight to the death. I, I would think just challenge Jesus to like. A, a, a rap battle? A duel? Wait, so if you beat Maybe Jesus knives? A, I don't know. Are you saying if you beat Jesus in, in, the, in a rap battle, you win? Yes. Okay. Would it work? Uh, I, I've, I have no idea. I say go for it. Um, <laughs> do we have to do this in Aramaic? Hebrew? Or do we get to <laughs> One person, land? like, beats him, like, uh, off to the side, like, when everybody's looking, he just turns him to dust. Just... I feel like we just enter into the, the kingdom early, little bitch. <laughs> but he still goes like to we... heaven, so it's like it works out. So, so we're gonna take the Charlie Daniels concept of the devil went down to Georgia, and we're gonna do like Jesus went down to Compton. Yeah, damn it, that's what I was gonna say too. It's Compton. <laughs> the, the Christ, uh, Christ and Compton. Instead, of, instead of Black Jesus, we'll do Christ and Compton. I was gonna say we'll it's do... pretty much an episode of Black Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Which also is an old reference. If you guys have not listened to the earlier episodes, go find it. I'm sure you can find it online, but Adult Swim, the show Black Jesus, it's it's a gem, a diamond in the rough, I'm telling you. At least from my standpoint, I love it. And it's on Adult Swim, so just trust. Trust and believe. Yeah, you like Rick and Morty, right? If you don't, you like yeah. Rick and Morty. This is way before those crazy little white boys popped on the scene. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right, so John the Baptist, also something else to know about him is, he, he, as far as we have written down, he has not done a miracle. He's never prophesied. Uh, other than being like, yo, my cousin's the, the, the Christ. And then even that, he's like, I'm not sure anymore. Um, <laughs> he's like, well, my ass is still sitting in fucking jail. Yeah. So, but so he's in jail like, right now, right? Yeah, 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 John's yeah, yeah, in jail. Because he's not, yeah. Jesus isn't touching that with the 10-foot pole right now. Yeah, this is the same story of finding out, or not yep. finding out that John was in jail the whole section. So um, this is the Asian part of Caucasian, <laughs> as you put earlier. That's going to be the worst quote of this entire episode to pull out of context, by the way. <laughs> and it will. Uh, let's get, we'll, we'll have to do YouTube clips so people can throw this on TikTok and talk about how awful we are. <laughs> That's what we need, because there won't be enough people listening to take it out of context. That's true. I want to be on All the right. news. We're working on it. We're working. <laughs> um, so, so like, so John's like compared to all the other heroes, like the like the Moses and the Elijah and all these like Jewish folktale heroes, which I probably upset people are just saying Jewish folktale again. Um, <laughs> did you, I'm not sure if you. So, by the way, just side note to everybody: one time I talked about Jewish a Jewish tale in church from the pulpit. Like I got to get like pulpit. They they, they let me. They actually let him <laughs> preach in front of the church. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, I said Jewish tale, and apparently they uh, the leadership heard quite a bit about that. They're like, no, that is the tr- truth. It is the it happened. There were photographs, Polaroids. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, no, it could have been. But anyways, the the point is, what I might say that is, I'm trying to think about like what these people and ch- when they were children hearing what they talk about and their heroes, you know, like. We we hear about Abraham Lincoln and he could not tell a lie. And we hear these things like, does that mean Abraham Lincoln never told a lie? Well, let's not get into that. But the the point is, he was honest Abe, and that's how we know him in the American culture. Hmm. Um, and and so for for us here, like, well, what are the, some of the stories that they have heard about these great heroes? Um, we're, we're in a second. We're going to talk about John having the quote unquote spirit of Elijah. We'll get into that, but. Who was Elijah? What were, he went up in a in a chariot of fire. That's where that song comes from. He went up in a ball of flames. Yeah, and then and then John, what's he doing? Chilling out. He like he he didn't do anything. He baptized some people and got arrested. Whoop he's, like, he's like, man, I've fucking baptized his ass. I've been <laughs> preaching. I've been eating fucking crickets for the past <laughs> my whole life, and here I am in a jail. I'm not sure if we like, how much Jesus we've damn about it, it. Why am I in this jail? I don't think I think we've touched on it maybe. If we haven't, we will be touching on it a little bit more uh, about the potential of like how much money did Jesus and his disciples actually have? And and the idea that, like they might have had like I'm not talking that they were, you know, they they won the the mega millions or whatever. They're not like millionaires millionaires. Well, if they kept that loaves and fishes going through town to town, they might have made a pretty penny. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, it's like and, I mean, he was the one who was like, who was like Jesus is the same guy, so he he has a bunch of fishermen. He's able to help them catch an entire net full of fish, and then later on, he has one of the guys catch a fish that has a uh, has um, like two two days worth of wages in it. Yeah, it's like full of gold and shit. So so like, greedy ass Jesus, fish. I'm like Jesus. You just combine those two miracles together, <laughs> boom, a net full of fish, full of money, <laughs> and then he could pay off the he could bail uh, bail John out. Okay, he probably wasn't. There probably wasn't an amount of money that he could offer Herod for John because it was like more. It was more. It was more principal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, um, so that you have like 
maybe the the whole idea of like why John is great is that he's like he's the greatest prophets because of his relationship uh, to to the Messiah and that not being his cousin but him like being the announcer like that's why he, he's he's good he's the ba- he's the baptizer of the Messiah he's the announcer of the dis- Messiah so that's what makes him so great maybe the announcer is actually secondary to the uh, next set of witnesses that are going to be telling the world so John announced the Messiah. And if Matthew is writing this to a bunch of Jewish people that have, like, again, this is 20 to 40 years after the events. So by this time, Jesus is out of the pictures, uh, out of the picture. So these are like, when I say out of the picture, he's like not on earth. He's dead. Anyways. He's earth dead. He's, he's in he's heaven. In, yeah. So, uh, so Matthew is writing this to a bunch of people that are, this is anywhere from 20 to 40 years after all the events. So these people are going and, and they're uh, telling the world about this Christianity. So it might be that John is, is lesser because John went and announced Jesus was showing up, but they're the ones who get to tell everybody about Jesus, if that makes sense. Like a different time period, mm, greater okay. message. Yeah. Okay, All right, so let's, that makes sense. Let's, yeah. So let's do 12 through 13. Let's do it. Uh, There it is. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, (laughs) and forceful men lay hold of it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. That's aggressive. That's a very very (laughs) aggressive. They're getting handsy. We've been forcefully coming at y'all. We've been infiltrating. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to fuck y'all up with the verse, with the words, with all of the shit. We're going to circumcise all you fucking idiots that is what probably what uh that's what some people thought that, that was the plan <laughs> no, like they, they really thought like you guys are like we, now we got the messiah we're gonna go around we're gonna tell everybody they need to cut their penises <laughs> and a lot of them were not like there it was that was a hard sell to the greeks they were like i'm i'm good thank yeah, you i'm fine thank you. i'm fine just the way it is right where it is the way that it looks <laughs> uh all right so the, it starts my off wife with, and the guys in the bathhouse say it looks nice yeah, yeah. I, and my servant, my young servant boy, he likes it too. I was, the, what's weird is you said that, I was thinking that, I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I was like there's, my brain was like, I'm going to say this, you know what, no I'm not, and then you said it for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Once again, just go back and listen to our lesson. You're like, young servant boy, that sounds like a little wrong. It is wrong. You are, you, whatever came to your mind when you thought that he was implying with that is exactly what he was implying with that. <laughs> Um, all right, so then it's like, okay, men of, uh, the when we're talking about violence here, it's like, remember the zealots and the revolutionaries? They're the ones like, okay, what does it mean that it was advancing this way, but now it's advancing this way? This is one of the interpretations that I really like and I really want to share with, with you guys is this idea of um, the zealots and the revolutionaries. We talked about uh, Judas and Simon the Zealot, and these are people that are like, we're really... We want to overthrow things. So if you have, have since the Maccabean Revolution, um, like 100, 150, 180 years prior to Jesus showing up in the scene, Jesus' birth, we're talking about that time, um, there were people that would go and fight. They, they would try and, and overthrow, they overthrew Greece. Now they are trying to overthrow Rome, and they're the ones that are trying to do this. And how are they doing it? Through violent means. So it could be that that this they were trying to advance this quote-unquote kingdom of God, get a... a reinstated king of Israel um, violently, and they're missing that. It's like it's been advancing the entire time, but it's actually not through uh, force, but it's through self-abnegation. That is through uh, lowering yourself 
and and and, and so that kind of fits that message of uh, be, by being low you are given opportunities and that sounds like a really weird thing um there's a guy named mark moore who did his phd i think his dissertation was on the concept of of self-abnegation talking about different groups around the world so um a very quick example of this is mother Teresa. mother Teresa spoke to popes and presidents there wasn't anybody that didn't listen that wouldn't at least give her a chance to to listen to her if you think about what her skills are like her actual resume what what is mother Teresa's resume uh, she spoke four languages. She moved to India and just helped the poorest people. Like she, she didn't like teach them English. She didn't. She ended up running hospitals and things like that. But it didn't start with her. Like if that makes sense. Like yeah. She she just like rolled in. She was working with other nuns and she just rolled in and offered bare minimum health care for people that that nobody else wanted to touch. She went to the lepers of, of Calcutta, the lowest of the low in the entire world served them and what was the result she was able to talk to everybody and this that's just a very quick answer of, of this idea of okay you've been forcing the kingdom of heaven by trying to use political or violent means to overthrow the political authorities to reestablish your own new authority but i'm saying to you it's really just serving becoming the least in the kingdom look at john serving others not through some uh, fantastic move like n- no power just being low Hmm. Um, the idea of harpazo uh, is like to snatch or to carry or to steal. Um, let's see here. The, the mission, there's a, here, I'm going to give you a quote from the Mishnah. So I'm not going to give you like the exact, you're not going to look at the book chapter and everything else. If you want to, send us a message on Instagram, at Beer and Bible Show. Find us. But anyways, I'm going to give you a quick <laughs> quick quote. He's actually referencing, he, 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 start, he goes through this line of like, so-and-so heard it from so-and-so who heard it from blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, trying to go back, and he even, and, and he says, as the law revealed to Moses at Mount Sinai. So he's trying to say, this is what God said to Moses this long ago. So that that's it, this rabbi's credentials for what he's about to write, okay? <laughs> he's like, just like, so you know, I'm legit. Yeah, yeah, like, this isn't me talking, and it's not my master talking, the guy before him. It is straight up God. So it says um, that Elijah is not going to come to declare the unclean or... Uh, to declare unclean or to declare the clean. Um, that is actually what you would have a... Okay, i got to explain this. So remember that you, we talked about the <laughs> sacrificial system, not not with the Luciferians that we talked about earlier. Right. But right. Uh, in Judaism, they have a sacrificial system. You'd bring somebody in, and it wasn't like somebody... There are certain animals that are clean, certain animals that are considered unclean. So out of the clean ones, you got sheep, goats, um, giraffes, etc., you wouldn't sacrifice a giraffe, but anyways, like it wouldn't. You couldn't bring in a pig, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's clean. That's unclean." They'd be like, "The pig." They'd be like, "No, we we know that's unclean. That that's not a legit animal to, for sacrifice." <laughs> Pigs, rabbits, those things are out. So you bring in a sheep, and then what? The one that the person that's declaring clean versus unclean is a priest whose job is to inspect it and make sure that it doesn't have like it's got all, both eyes. God, if you brought got, in a giraffe, could you like start a balance? Like you'd be like, "This is." So I'm going to use this for the next five sacrifices. Like, so just. <laughs> Can you guys keep like a tab open on that? Like, you know, you bring it in like two of them, like do like a big like kung fu, like jump up and just start slashing it like slow. This is going to take two of us. Okay. Okay. So, so giraffes are clean to eat. They're not prescribed for sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah. But, but no, I I just love this idea of like, you're (laughs) going, getting, uh, getting like sin sacrifices in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like one year you have like a, a you have a really like populous flock you know that they, they breed really well and you're just like 
I got extra sheep. I'm not going to be able to sell these, nor am I going to be able to uh, eat them for my family. I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice them so I can send a couple extra times this upcoming year. You've got this one guy standing in line that's like pretty well dressed and he's not holding any offering. And it's like he gets you into line and just winks at the camera. And it's like when two birds just won't do it. Are <laughs> right, you going to explain that real quick? <laughs> What's the two birds for? Is it STD, right? Or like, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had an STD, you could. Take two birds. What kind of bird was it? It was, I can't remember, something specifically because there's also, it's not doves because certain sacrifices could be done by for poor people. Like if it was like a lamb, it's like, well, if you're poor, you can bring two doves. So I don't want to be like, oh, and then like. Everybody always like, thinks you're there for an STD. It's like, how's like, No, I'm just poor. <laughs> yeah. I'm just poor. So I think it's different. I think it's like pigeons or something. We'll, we'll come back to that. I don't remember off the top of my head. But we'll we'll come so back. Just to, take it off my tab this week. I'll see you again next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. I will be back. <laughs> and just like a real creepy laugh. Uh, my dad's going to pay for this. Like, where the fuck it's did that guy friend. find a giraffe anyway? Like, all the grill masters are pissed. Uh, grill masters being the people that do the, the sacrifices. By the way, do the sacrifices. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, so th- this is uh, so going back to this quote from the rabbis uh, or the ra- this one rabbi uh, that he's he's attributing back to God saying this to, to him on Sinai. So this is um, he is not going to come and declare the unclean or to declare the cl- uh, the clean. That is like saying this uh, saying that um, this sheep you know has both ears and is perfect and ready for sacrifices versus you gave us the sheep that's got a really bad limp. And so and the point is that you don't want... Okay, so you're like, well, what does this matter? Well, you don't Wait want... Wait a minute, I have a bad limp. I feel triggered now. So you're saying you I'm a sick so. sheep? I'm. I, there are many reasons why you cannot participate in the temple. Damn it. All right, anyway, back to your sickly little poor amazing lamb who was great <laughs> just the way he was. Just the way he was. So the, the the point is that if you got uh if you are if you are a shepherd um you're going to have sheep and if one of them is lame or has something issue an issue with it you can you are either going to uh it's going to be cheaper like you could you could sell it for cheaper to somebody else or you yourself might be like well I'm going to save the big fat and happy tasty lambs for myself and for my family to eat and if I've got to go and offer something and burn it and give part of it to the priest and the rest of it's going to go to God and I get part I'm going to take that one the the lesser lamb to uh that's going to cost essentially be less valuable. Mm. So, so you have to have a, so you have a priest that's able to go, you are giving us the bottom of the barrel lamb versus you are giving us the good lamb. Um, and so that you have to have a priest that inspects that. So that's why, that's what this idea of declaring unclean or <laughs> the guy clean. shows up with the sheep and he's all like the shepherd. He's all like sketchy looking. He's from like the way, way back, like, like the West Virginia side of the line. He's like standing there and the priest is inspecting it. Yeah. Two ears. Two eyes, yeah, okay. The hooves look like they've been the hooves have been taken care of, freshly shorn. And looks at the guy, the guy's like still sweating, real nervous. It's like Come here, come here, guy. Come here real quick. What kind what kind of offering is this? He's like, It's a a, a peace offering. You sure it's not a sin offering? What? What what do you what do you no, what are you talking about? Did you fuck this sheep? <laughs> no, no, this is I would never this, I've inspected a lot of sheep. <laughs> Did you fuck this sheep? Get this motherfucker out of here. And then they just <laughs> carve him up and throw him on the altar. I just like in my head, I'm just imagining, uh, this sheep, this sheep, I can't remember. The this sheep meant a lot to me, man. <laughs> I brought my best one. It's like, that's not what God meant. Get the fuck out of here, you dirtbag. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. This, 
This sheep has been defiled. Go check out our <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to come back. Yeah, I feel like this this whole shepherd thing is going to keep just keep coming back around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like a boomerang. Yeah. Uh you know who else Shit-a-rang. was shepherd? David. David, fucking David. David like Jesus is David. Yeah, David. David. So here's By the way, for any like the Anyone else who knows, if you grew up in church, you're like, you have heard all the stories about like how great David is. Chris and I are actually not big, huge fans. Yeah, he's so great. David. Yeah. And the older I get, like the more, so if you go back and read some of the histories of Israel, I recommend the books First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. If you just listen to those, like just put them on Audible or whatever, they are crazy stories. But um, the older I get, the more times like I listen to the story of Saul, who's, a, who's the king before David, like. In church, you're supposed to be like Saul bad, David good. And you're supposed to be like, oh, everything Saul did sucked, and everything yeah. David did is good. The older I get, I'm more like, I would have done what Saul did. Like, I would have, I would have totally sense. rather served under Saul. Yeah. At least and I know I wouldn't be murdered so he could bang my wife. Exactly. <laughs> if if nothing else, if nothing else <laughs> at all, I know that like I, I'm okay to marry a hot wife because he won't try to like bang her and send me to the front lines to be butchered. Me- meanwhile, everyone like all the conservative Christians in the '90s were like. Bill Clinton's the worst, and you're like, mm, but David's the best? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. Okay, Jeez. way off. So I still haven't made it through this quote on the from the rabbi. Okay, so... Circling back, circling back. So the, Elijah, so Elijah's like a Jewish superhero of sorts. He wasn't actually a priest, but what he was was he was a prophet. So um, he might have functioned as a priest, but he wasn't like in the Levitical line. He wouldn't have had the turban and everything else. You're no. like, turban? That's Sikhism. Like, no, no, no. The high priest had a turban too. It's in the Bible. Anyways, <laughs> next, next time you're in the airport, don't get scared of like a, of, of be like that guy's got a turban and a big beard. Like that guy could be a high, high yeah. priest. A lot, most of the people in the Bible probably weren't white either. <laughs> probably not. So not to, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. But we're gonna rattle you guys a little bit on this podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, uh, to declare unclean or unclean, so that's what we talked about. To put out uh, or to draw near but only to put out those who have been brought near by, by force, to draw near that have been put there by force. Uh, this is in regards to the priests that uh, forced into marriages and non, uh, to non-priestly women um, and the mixing of the legitimate bloodline uh, to point to the Messiah. Elijah will make the... You know who else uh, didn't mix the, the bloodline, right? Uh, Harry Potter? What? Uh, oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> Damn it, I did it. You did. That was beautiful. I, I'm sorry. I'm like I was just thinking mudbloods. Like, oh, I'm such a nerd. <laughs> oh Gosh, man, it, that was so much better than what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you for that. <laughs> and that's freaking, the night they got canceled. <laughs> freaking Jewish Nazis. <laughs> uh, All right. So maybe what's going on is uh, so maybe Jesus is pointing this quote and that he is. Uh, taking a jab at the politically placed priesthood of the day. So he's like, they were taking, um, what it might be is that he, he's talking about the kingdom being taken by force. That is when Herod decided what was the, the priesthood that he wanted in place that would best serve and obey him, he put them in place rather than a legitimate priesthood. Hmm. Um, and there's a whole back and forth about like, you know, We'll have to get to the explanation of the histor- historical part of the priesthood. Just understand, these are not Aaron's descendants. They are uh, a priesthood that has quasi-legitimacy, but not full legitimacy. I know that that's a mm. weird thing to say, but understand that, um, especially the Qumran, the, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, the people who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls were really, really 
did not even recognize the temple priesthood as even remotely standing for the for what they believed. That's part oh. of the reason why they moved out into the woods and became survivalists in the mountains. And did um, acid. Is, and did acid. Uh, po- as, possibly. Possibly. We, we, we don't know these things. Wait, were, uh, wasn't there somebody that we like might have been like doing hallucinative stuff or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what is it? The Cross and the Mushroom is a book that exists. Hmm. It's a scholarly book. So some people think that the disciples were doing shrooms um, or mixing things with the wine the night before uh, everything went down. Hey, but people, I don't, I don't judge people that party. I don't see how you could. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you could, but it, I just got questions. Anyway, uh, this is hearsay. Hearsay. This is all hearsay, hearsay. Hearsay. All right. So, so uh, that that's uh, so maybe he's calling out the political s- side of that. Like you guys took it by force, and that's not the way it should be done. Um, so maybe like is what's going on here? Is John concluding the law and the prophets? Uh, maybe he's the last prophet right before Jesus. Is that what's going on? Pointing to the correct high priest. So you guys took it by force. I'm the actual high priest. He's pointing to me. That's what makes him great or making or him concluding or wrapping up the law and prophets as he's pointing to the true, uh, the one true high priest <laughs> uh, ending this corrupt priesthood that was causing violence. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to skip over the rest of these notes here just so we can move a little bit faster here. So th- there's so different people have just said that the law and prophets ceased with John. So some people think that there can no longer be any more Jewish prophets or anything in addition because John was the final one. This is a Christian's writing, not Jewish people writing. So, mm. so it makes sense. Like for, for if, if it's your religion, you write down like, no, we're the final word. And then <laughs> Muhammad a couple of years later is like, no, I'm the final word. Right. <laughs> and then after that, the Mormons come through and Joseph Smith's like, I'm the final word. And then or, King or James almost. comes along. He's like, yeah, don't even put that part in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, old wait, King he, Jimmy. Yeah, old Jim. Yeah. All right. Uh, then let's go and read 14 and 15. 14, 14 and 15. Yeah. yeah. And if you are willing to accept it, if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. He who has ears, let him hear. All right, this little little fun stuff here. So first, first of all, I like, to, like if you're willing, like we don't have the exact equivalence in Greek to English. Um, and I do, I do like this one interpretation of like, may I su- might I suggest, which sounds like, <laughs> excuse me, might I suggest that, uh, but that's one idea. So um, Tertullian, uh, he actually taught that there was reincarnation of, of like Elijah was reincarnated into to John. Uh, Midrash Rabbah Genesis 21.5 teaches that Elijah never died. So this, uh, and there's also, uh, there's no evidence of reincarnation in early rabbinic literature. I think there's a little bit later, rabbinic literature um some people think that it came only with gnosticism so that was like an offshoot of christianity that that came later on that i say offshoot there's a lot of debate on on this but i i would let's just say an early an early form of christianity that didn't make it this far that didn't survive to the 2000s Hmm. um or we've talked a little bit about it but not not not, there are there's very very little of it left at this point i think it was actually brought back to life but the, the point is that um some people think of that it was this early Christian influence that started teaching this idea that John was the uh, was like a, a reincarnated version of Elijah, um, or it's it's not that John was a reincarnated version of Elijah, but that he functioned in the same spirit as Elijah. That he he Elijah did these things. Now John is doing the same things. Hmm. Um, I would say I'm trying to think of, of examples of this. This would be like somebody somebody who really 
loves Teddy Roosevelt and loves the freaking bull moose party and is just like, I'm going to take all of Teddy Roosevelt's ideas from the early 20th century, become president, and now I want to enact these things. I want to bust up um, our equivalents of uh, of the turn of the century um, monopoly. So I want to bust up Google and, and Amazon and like doing those sort of things and says, you know what, uh, we've been cutting military spending. We're going to bolster military spending, uh, spending and we're going to send, you know, six more carriers just to go between Japan and India around China. You know, like, like speak softly, carry a big stick, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you're like, well, is that, he, he's a Teddy Roosevelt. Do you mean like literally Teddy Roosevelt died and was resurrected, like, you know, not resurrected, um, reincarnated in this person? Well, no, but you're seeing that like that, those sort of personality traits. I asked a Hebrew scholar this once about when we talk about um, having the spirit of somebody in, in Hebrew, could that also mean personality? And uh, and he said that, yeah, it could, it, it could still fall under that concept of personality, that hmm. John had the same uh, energy vibe to using this Gen Z speak that I'm trying to keep up with. He was giving off some serious Elijah vibes. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Um, and then when he says to them uh, here, he's, he's at one point, um, so he just functions as Elijah. Uh, then it says, like, he says, here, uh, sh- uh, those who have ears, here. So in Hebrew, you have the the main phrase is, here, O Israel. Uh, Adonai is one, or God, God is one. Um, is the is the like the main tenet or the main focus, um, and I, I, it's kind of strange for me to say it is the main focus of Judaism, but it is it is the phrase that is repeated in prayers. It is the very holy phrase, but it it opens up with Shema here. It's it's command for everyone to listen, and but here in this case, when when Jesus is saying the same command here, he's saying H uh, E A R. Um, He's he's saying the same command here here, <laughs> and uh, he's saying but he who has ears. So some people have interpreted that as meaning like some people are going to be kept from hearing this message, mm. that not or that there are people that are going to understand and some people that aren't. So he's not speaking to all the people like hero Israel. He's saying hero those who can hear. So it's it's a little specific. I don't know what to do with that. It's a little strange. Um, I don't know if that means he's saying uh, there's some sort of divine reason why people can't hear, or if he's saying. Those who have the ability to hear, listen to me now. And meaning, or anybody who wants to hear. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Anyone who wants to hear me, hear now. All right, let's read 16 and 17. All right. Let's see. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the market places and calling out to others. We played the flute for you. And you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. <laughs> the old dirge. The old dirge. Yep. Um, this image Wait, is was like, that it? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so, it. That's yeah, it. yeah. 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 So the images of like kids playing in a market, <laughs> taunting each other, is sort of what he get gets at. Like they're making fun of each other, taunting one another. Uh, to what is this matter likened is actually a very common rabbinic phrase. So it's like it would it wouldn't be weird at that time to hear somebody say. Hmm, what is this like? Why it is like a, you know, and he goes off on something and explains it in an allegory. Uh, maybe the children uh, playing music are John and Jesus. The kids who uh, who do not respond are the crowds failing to hear the joy in the morning songs. Um, maybe the, the kids are busy with the dancing. That is like, uh, so these are our different ideas. Okay, so the, the kids are busy with dancing, uh, being marriage and mourning funeral. So they are. that's the entire spectrum of the human experience in life. Like, you guys aren't hearing our message 
because uh, you guys are off with life. You're not even thinking about us. You're not thinking about spiritual things or the importance of heaven and hell and the message that we have to say. Or, or, I don't know, Jesus doesn't spend that much time on hell and heaven and hell. It's, when, when you think about churches, like they're like, heaven, or your church, not my church, but... Uh, <laughs> You're, it wasn't your church. Like you're either going. To oh hell yeah. Or going to heaven. Oh like, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One or the other, dude. You're and, either gonna burn or you're gonna turn. Yeah. And and Jesus was like, if you'll read through the Gospels, you don't get too much. Like, I mean, it's there. It's like, do this or you're going to burn. But it's never. It's never. It's not like it doesn't seem to take up the majority of his of his teachings. Yeah. Uh, but but here, so you have these two different. These are two different interpretations. One is the children playing music are John and Jesus, and the people that or the kids are busy themselves with marriage and mourning. So, which side of uh, do do the children represent John and Jesus, or do the children represent everybody listening to John and Jesus? Does that make sense? The two different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and so they're missing the larger picture. Uh, first seems actually more probable because we actually. Uh, um, it almost seems like if you were to ask me which one seems the most likely, it would probably be the first one because what you get with that is to him who has ears, let them hear. So like, hey, uh, we want people to hear the songs, whether they are the ones for dancing or whether these are the whether they are the joyous yeah. songs or the the funeral songs. And oh, and also the idea is like Jesus would be the uh, Jesus would the, if J- Jesus is the kid, then Jesus is actually the one singing the, the happy songs. Yeah, and it's John who's singing the mourning ones, but. I think we're about to get into that. Uh, let's read eighteen nineteen. Let's wrap this up. Let's see. Uh, for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her actions. What? Like, so, by her what, what? actions. Why does it say her actions at the end? Okay. Uh, Sophia in Greek would be um, feminine. Oh, oh, so wisdom is the her. Yes. Okay, gotcha, that, gotcha. But it also is referred to as female. In, so it's kind of like, um, I think you took Spanish or French or whatever. Yeah. Whichever one had the, the, the girls in it. I failed both. Yeah, uh, oh, okay, good. Oh, you took both? Yeah. Okay, and you failed both? Uh, nah, well, it's a, eh, it was a mixed bag. Okay, well, uh, it's a gendered, um, it, Greek is a gendered language. Actually, so is Hebrew. Yeah. Uh, so Sophia uh, uh, is a uh, is a feminine noun. So wisdom is female there. I think I have no idea. I can't remember what it is in Hebrew. I think it might it might be feminine, but don't somebody will correct me on that. I'll get a I'll get a text message from uh, one of you guys um, that knows Hebrew. But the the point is that uh, <laughs> it could be feminine there, but it is referred to. Wisdom is constantly talked about in the Book of Proverbs as a female. When I say it's like talked about as female, I don't mean like. Uh, it's feminine. Ver- therefore, whenever you, uh, whenever you anthropomorphize it and make it a, a character, they actually go out of the way to be like, wisdom is a woman that's like trying to encourage you to do good things, and then folly's like a woman at the door, like trying to get you to go to bed with her. <laughs> like one, of the, like like folly is this hot temptress, <laughs> batting her eyelashes, and tell she's me more. Up- yeah, uh, I mean it, it goes into detail. It's like she's—I uh, uh, she, think she comes up to the person. She's like, "My bed is spread like with uh, is with frankincense, and my husband's not going to be back for a couple days." <laughs> and like, it, I mean, it like is their detail. It's like you, I feel like if you mix uh, the Book of Proverbs with maybe the um, what is it called, uh, the Song of Solomon, you can get some like 
come to bed with me. And I, I looked and her breasts were plump like fawns. I don't know why breasts are like deer, but that's it's in the Bible. Yeah, I don't know. It's biblical. Uh anyways, so like so yeah, wisdom is is very feminine in the Bible. Um I've heard I actually have heard this is all right, so this is less linguistic and this is less biblical and a little bit more just like preacher stories, if that makes sense to anybody. But it said that uh, wisdom is a feminine trait. That it was this preacher's belief that uh, wis- uh, that women have more wisdom than men, are naturally inclined towards wis- wisdom compared to men. Mm, I could, I could see that in my own situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen Pocahontas. I've seen Grandmother Willow, <laughs> and so yeah, I'm thinking like now all the Disney movies that have like that wise wise lady. I was always like I'm here, like dispensing advice for the hero and heroine. Mm. Anyways, I, I, yeah, uh, I could see that. So, all right, so so we, again, back to this thing. I right, so uh, now we're talking about like John being um, was it John being kind of like an ascetic? He's not really not drinking. He's fasting, and he's uh, still got his Nazarite vow going on. So uh, this is where John could be playing. The, it could be the dirge where dj jesus is a lot more fun than john he's playing the dance hits so john was a bit of an ascetic um he was eating locusts and honey living out the wilderness and again was it is that the verse where it says that uh i don't have the bible in front of me we left that part to you but it said that jesus was a drunkard and a glutton yes and spend his time with sinners yeah see like jesus like (laughs) i again i can't i cannot say specifically how much jesus drank but it does stick out to me like that he had a reputation, <laughs> and uh, like I don't know, I I don't know. Uh, all, Jesus is always portrayed as as a thin guy, but here he's called a glutton. So again, I, I wonder like how much was Jesus eating? Was he the kind of guy that could put down some food? Like did he just <laughs> go from church potluck to church potluck? <laughs> <laughs> He, he's just nat- one of those guys that has like a high metabolism. Like he's always fucking eating, and look at him. He's always eating yeah. and drinking. Or, Still looks great. Or was it like more like uh, when the Romans went to to crucify them? Like we're gonna have to put him on the uh, the XL cross. Yeah, we're gonna like, need a couple more guys. Come on, come on, get, get, get the get the heavy duty one here. Um, he tells so his I, disciples, he's like, if you don't make me like describe me in a flattering way. <laughs> In the next testament, next you're all going to hell. <laughs> I swear like, to pops. Yeah. Do we do we write about Jesus' bald spot? No, <laughs> no, he had luscious locks. <laughs> they were beautiful. He had this really pasty white skin and a <laughs> mustache and a goatee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he like white. He was definitely not tan like. All of us are right here. <laughs> I straight up saw one that a picture where he had a goatee. I can't remember where the fuck it was, but he was like, he was like either light brown or kind of ginger haired, and like very pasty snow white skin, and had a had a a goatee. Like like, but brown hair. He didn't have like blonde hair, blue eyes. No, no, no. It was a very very light brown hair, almost red hair. Like it might have been red hair. Okay. It was. I've seen many iterations of White Jesus. I, yeah, uh, and, and for our audience right now, I currently look like White Jesus. Like, 
Uh, all right, we'll we'll come back to to white Jesus some other time. In the <laughs> meantime, uh, so this uh, the the idea of like of claiming uh, that was it talking about demon possession. There is that what it was talking about? Yes. Hold on. Yeah. Hold so on, hold on. usually, uh, usually with um, demon possession. Yeah. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. Yeah. So then, so the the demon possession uh, had w- weird behaviors that usually dim, uh, diminute, diminutive, are diminutive. Um, the the uh, to a, to what a human is. So maybe they think that's part of John's asceticism. Like John's crazy because he's got a demon, and that's why <laughs> like he he lives out in the in Hickville and eats locusts. Uh, Jesus is also equating himself to wisdom, which by the second temple period is isn't out of the ordinary. It's actually Normal Paul in First Corinthians one through thirty. So that's that's an example of another Jewish person around the same time doing that. And if you're like, well, that's also in the Bible, Neil. Well, Philo equates the word of God with wisdom, uh, and he does that in some of his writings as well. So we it's not completely out of the norm. Uh, but then there are other people that interpret this that it's actually John and Jesus are both envoys of wisdom. So like so, wisdom <coughs> exists and. You know her children, John and Jesus, who are living out and embodying wisdom. So you should see them, whether they're seeing these funeral dirges and mourning and teaching you kind of like the that side of life, or whether it's teaching the party part of life. Thank right. you, Jesus. So they're two. It is yin and yang, like two different yeah. sides. Like they're both part of what we're doing here. Yes, and they're all the wisdom of God. <laughs> and at this time, wisdom literature is not like hyper popular as it was earlier on in uh, Jewish history, but it's popular enough to where people are like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that tracks. So, so yeah, th- uh, that's, that kind of wraps us up for tonight, but you, you see this whole section. If you listen to our last episode, then you pair it with this one, you kind of get the entire story of the section of people are coming up and they take, they, they come to Jesus they're like, hey, we got to know, are you the Messiah that John has essentially spent his entire life building and, and then lost his life and is arrested and sitting in jail because of you on your behalf? Well, not beyond I mean, John did it himself, actually, because he talks smack about Herod's wife. But the, the point being <laughs> is that John has been the one supporting Jesus. Are you the one or is there is there another we should wait for? And Jesus response is, look at what I've done. Go tell John what I've done now. Let me talk about John. And, and like he actually is a great thing. Let me talk about how he is uh, opposite from the kingdom. He's not the one that sh- that shifts uh, with every blowing wind. Um, he is, you know, an ascetic. He is wise. He is. I'm trying to think of all the things we just talked about tonight. He but is, the point is gonna die in jail. Yes, <laughs> but I love him and I appreciate everything he did. Love you, John. I love. Like, I like that you have like John saying or Jesus saying like, and he's gonna die in jail. Don't write that down. Shh. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't tell him that. Don't, don't, don't tell don't, him. Don't, don't, be like, be like cryptic, like the shit that I usually do. Like, not cryptic, but be like, like beat around the bush, like real hard, like beat around the burning bush, and that motherfucker's flaming, and you're not <laughs> sure what's going on. But don't just straight up tell him he's gonna die, because that's sad. We don't want a yeah. sad John. We want a happy John when he dies. Uh, what do you want me to write? Write some stuff about like the kingdom being forceful, or uh, something about like kids playing, Kid, and kids crying, and being shitheads. He always used to love to throw rocks at the kids because they weren't listening. Yeah. Hey, what was it? No, Elijah. I was gonna about to make a joke about Elijah. So John's like the new Elijah, but I forgot that the bears, like, the bears. That was Elisha. That was the guy after ah! John. <laughs> like that would have been awesome. But I wonder if John had the like power of bears, and he was just like 
every so often, like, I'm gonna. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> yeah, he has like, this internal like monologue. I I would abuse that so bad. Oh hell like yeah, the, hell yeah, dude. I mean, this is why I could never be a um, planeteer. <laughs> I'd be like, heart, go maul these things. <laughs> like, what do you want to do with these dolphins, Neil? Oh, I'm gonna sick them on the on those beachgoers over there. Oh, dude, have you seen the little like Captain Planet thing that's started popping up with? Uh, oh God, what's it? Uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah, yeah. Where he's like violent Captain America. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh yeah. Maybe so, he, maybe we could talk him into using some bears. Let's float it. I don't know how we can get a hold of him, but be like, bro. Yeah. yeah. Bears. It's way more effective than your planet powers. I, I'm just thinking like if, if I was an oil mogul and I was like out hunting and then surrounded by bears, I'd be like, I'm willing just to reconsider some life choices at this moment. <laughs> uh, All right. I don't I I don't know what to tell you guys other than this is kind of a weird uh I mean, it's not a weird story. I would listen to the last episode. This, this is par for the course. This is what you guys signed up for. And if you're confused, you need to go back and listen to our entire catalog. And we love you. And thank you for listening. Yeah. And my recommendation is always <laughs> 1.5 times the speed. Like, you'll still understand our craziness, but a little bit more time efficient. <laughs> that way you can cram in more episodes. Get us in your yeah. brain. Put us, put us inside of you, in your mind. <laughs> It's kind of like, <laughs> all right, one more like Jesus thing. There's a point where he's like, I want like, uh, may I be in them as they are in me? And it's like, oh, Jesus, this is a first date conversation. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's in the gospel of John. I think it's a uh, remain. It's actually like dwell. Uh, may I dwell and may, may I dwell in them as you dwell in me or something like that. Remain. Well, at least he Anyways. wasn't trying to know them. <laughs> Scott's, you know what? Let me. Let they me, didn't have an HR department back then. That's why they called Pontius. <laughs> I like that's the reason why why Jesus like Judas was just like tired of Jesus' crap. Yeah. He got picked on. This guy's he's always making fun of me. He's getting everybody the fresh fish, and I get the fucking leftovers. Yeah, and you know, just crucify this dude. Like I'm fucking done. <laughs> well, like or or the other way around. Like if it was if it was the whole like I am in you, you are in me, and and Judas just got like ah, I don't feel comfortable with this. <laughs> Meanwhile, John's like John's laying on his chest that night. <laughs> like, this whole thing's really weird. <laughs> I really hope that John was not Jesus' boy servant. Oh no, nah. no, no. Nah. So. All right, everybody. <laughs> On that note, on the worst possible <laughs> note of the night. Oh gosh! All right, everybody. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, go back, check out episodes if you're confused. If you want to be more confused, go check like flashback, flashback. It always check out the Christmas specials. Samson's cool. Um, hit us up on uh, not these Christmas special. Hit us up on uh, Instagram uh, at Beer and Bible Show. Look for the mug and cross. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. Talk some shit. Give us ideas. Um, just say hey, and yeah. uh, we'll catch you next time.